Hello and welcome to the first episode of Getting By with Cody Cody and Alex Cook. My name is Cody Cody and I am the president of PAVES. And Alex here is the vice president of PAVES. And he's going to tell you a little bit about our organization. Uh, PAVES is a new-ish nonprofit in the Denver metro area. Uh, we started in November of last year. We're hoping to help all the bisexuals in the Denver metro area and soon beyond. PAVES stands for the Polysexual Alliance for Visibility, Education, and Support. This would fall under the education category. We see so much misinformation about the differences between bisexuality and pansexuality and wrong definitions for bisexuality. And we want to set people straight and help them learn a little bit more about what it all means. If you end up liking this podcast, if you learn something, consider donating to PAVES. You can find us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at PAVES Nonprofit. Our website is www.pavesnonprofit.com and you can read more about us, find out some more about our events, and everything that we're doing in the Denver metro area. Exactly. The original definition of bisexual, as most people knew it, was uh, attraction to both male and females. Um, but now, as we've come to learn more about gender, we've also learned more about bisexuality. And bisexuality no longer means just attraction to male and female. It's important to note that bisexuals do have a flag. You might have seen it. It's pink, purple, and blue. When it was first created, it was based on this definition that bisexuality is an attraction to just men and women. And originally, pink stood for women and their, the attraction to women, and blue stood for the attraction to men. And we still use this flag, even though that definition no longer stands. As time moved on, bisexuals t started to describe themselves differently, and a lot of people said, well, there's more genders than just men and women, and so bisexuality didn't make as much sense as it could have. So uh, the second kind of evolution of bisexuality became attraction to the a gender the same as mine and a attraction to a gender that is different from mine. And at that time, the flag, they said the pink stood for the attraction to genders that are the same as yours, and blue stood for attraction to genders different than yours. But there's a problem with this definition, too, and I'm going to let Alex talk about that more. And of course, the purple meant the mixing of the two. Right. So, saying that uh, bisexuality is the, the attraction of gender is the same as yours and different from yours kind of leaves out a lot of people that could be considered bisexual. I personally like Robin Oakes' definition of bisexuality and she said, I call myself bisexual because I acknowledge I have in myself the potential to be attracted romantically and or sexually to people of more than one sex and or gender, not necessarily at the same time, not necessarily in the same way and not necessarily to the same degree. When I heard about that definition, that's when I realized that 
I would be bisexual because I've been attracted to agendered people and people outside of the binary in general, but I've never been sexually attracted to men. And I have also found men, like, aesthetically attractive, but never wanted to take it further than that. And I always felt that because of that, that I wasn't a bisexual. But after learning of Robin Oaks's definition, I realized that I could, could call myself a bisexual. Yeah, so Robin Oaks definition is really great because it's more inclusive of people who don't necessarily fit the first two definitions. For those of you that don't know, Robin Oaks is a bisexual activist and has been an out and proud bisexual for, I think, 40 40 years. years. Yeah. If she's ever in your town, you should definitely go listen to her talk. She's very, very interesting. And I just, this is my favorite definition, and it's a lot of other bi activists like go-to definition now because it is inclusive and includes people like Alex who would be kind of without a label otherwise. Yeah, yeah um, completely without a label because like I was, before I heard that definition, I was trying to figure out like what the hell am I because like definitely not straight because I'm attracted to agendered people and like sexually attracted to agendered people and like so that kind of like that kind of left me out of having any sort of label and understanding that I could be bisexual and I could have something to call myself and have something that at least one or two people would understand what I was saying that was nice one of the criticisms of bisexuals is that bisexuality reinforces the gender binary and as we've learned more about gender and sexuality and the meaning of bisexual has evolved we've you can see now that this new definition actually doesn't reinforce the gender binary you don't have to be attracted to men and women and be attracted to people in between on that spectrum or not on that spectrum at all like uh, that's the that's the thing that I hear the most online is that bisexuality reinforces gender binary and it's not inclusive, and the worst one yet is that it doesn't include trans people, which I think it's very transphobic to say that because trans people are the gender that they identify with, and to say that bisexuality, even the old definition of bisexuality, doesn't include that, then that is transphobic in and of itself. Right. So people who call bisexuals transphobic are, it's actually kind of a transphobic comment because even the first definition, bisexuals are attracted to men and women. Trans men are men and trans women are women. So that's, they fit into that definition. So that's really strange, but this new updated version leaves less confusion because it's very obvious that trans people are included and And, and genderqueer and agender etc and everyone outside of the gender binary one other thing that i think is important to talk about is bisexual versus biromantic Um, one of the great things about robin oaks and what she's talked about is she emphasizes the difference in the different types of attraction 
So there's romantic, sexual, emotional, sensual, intellectual, aesthetic. And I think that's an important thing to keep in mind. So this expands bisexual so that more people are included. So people who are monosexual, just attracted to one gender, but are romantically attracted to other genders as well, they still fall under bisexual through this definition. Expanding it in this way, it kind of makes... It, it's kind of weird to still call it bisexual, but that's like the most common label, and that's the easiest way to convey information to another person is with a, a label that's already understood to some degree, even if they know... Even if they have the wrong definition. And so expanding the definition to include the romantic, sexual, emotional, sensual, intellectual, or aesthetic attractions, I think is like a really great way to open that up. Out of sexual orientation in the LGBT acronym, bisexuals get the least education, funding, support, etc. So it's helpful to expand that definition. When there's more of us, we have more power, more support, um, can get things done important to realize that some of the other labels that you've heard actually fit under these, this definition of bi. And that leads us into talking about the bi umbrella or bi plus. When someone says bisexual plus, they're talking about bi and its related labels like bisexual, fluid, heteroflexible, omnisexual, bicurious, polysexual, pansexual, and queer. Queer is also an umbrella term that could be almost above bisexual because it isn't just related to bisexuals or the bi plus community but that is a label that is used for bi plus people or bi plus people used for themselves this bi plus umbrella actually is very very similar to the term polysexual poly meaning many and it just means that you're not monosexual, mono meaning one. So you're attracted to more than one gender. And so a lot of different terms fit under that umbrella. And so bi has become this umbrella term. And people ask the difference between bisexual and pansexual a lot with this new definition. And the difference is pansexuality is a type of bisexuality in this bi umbrella. Yeah, and... Pansexuals say that they are attracted to people of any gender, and bisexuality, while it, while it can mean that, doesn't necessarily have to mean that. So in cases like me, where I'm not attracted to every gender out there, the pansexual label wouldn't fit me, but bisexuality works great for me. But I've talked to many people online where they use the term bisexual where in most cases it's indistinguishable from pansexual. Yeah, and that's the case for me. In fact, a few years ago I actually exclusively used the definition of pansexual because I wasn't aware of the evolution of bisexual and how it's become a different definition over the years as we understand more. A lot of pansexual identifying people that I have interacted with online aren't aware of this new definition of bisexuality. And... That's where arguments can be had on Twitter. <laughs> oh, the arguments. One example of a very famous pansexual who is very biphobic is Miley Cyrus. She 
is very vocal about how she's pansexual because bisexual reinforces the gender binary and isn't it inclusive and that's just not the case yeah um, i mean if you had if if she had just spent 10 minutes researching what bisexual activists are saying nowadays she would realize that that's that's just not true mm -hmm. um and it doesn't really matter what other people think it is and that's what i've come to learn through activism and yelling at people online is that it doesn't really matter what other people have as like preconceived notions over what bisexuality means because people aren't going to be as up-to-date as an activist and you just have to take the time to try and educate if they are willing to listen and if you have the emotional energy to do so let's dive in on the subject of arguing with people online about this the most common argument that we encounter is well bi means two and pan means all so let's talk about that for a minute and even with the new definition like bi can still mean two attracted to two or more genders and so you've still got your your two there if you need it to be Another definition I've seen is attracted to more than one gender. A lot of people try to play like the roots game and that doesn't really make sense. One example of why that doesn't really make sense is sept means seven. But if you might have noticed, September is not actually our seventh month. Roots are handy, but they also are attached to words and words evolve and change, especially words that are related to human sexuality because human sexuality and gender are things that we are just now starting to really understand in a deeper way and we learn so much more about them each year. Another thing to keep in mind is with words evolving and changing is usage is really important. For example, so now literally also means figuratively because right. people used it it was incorrectly, but now because it's been used that way so often, it has evolved. Yeah, and especially with languages as widely spoken and as old as English, definitions are going to be changing for how people use the words because language is only useful if other people know what you mean. And as long as people keep using words to mean certain things, then the definitions will be updated to follow that. Yeah, and that's part of why bisexual education is so important, educating people that, hey, this actually is the new meaning of bisexual, because the more people who start using it correctly, the more people that are going to start understanding it, um, and the better pansexuals and bisexuals can get along. Because the misconception about the meaning of bisexual has led to kind of this divide between bisexuals and pansexuals. Sometimes there's even some elitism involved from pansexuals because they think they're better because their term is more inclusive. We're here to say that that's not true, but even if it were to be true, we're close enough that we should be working together to help each other out because it's been very clear that the L's and the G's don't really care about us. And so we need to band together as much as we can to support each other. Absolutely. We need to be allies. Anyone 
who falls under the definition of polysexual needs to band together. So we're talking about this today because labels are actually really important. You've probably heard a million times by now people say, well, I don't like to use labels. It happens all the time on TV with characters who meet the definition of bisexuality to a T, but won't actually say that they are bisexual, which is actually a form of biphobia, but we'll get into that a different day. Labels are really important because they help you identify yourself and also find your community and find other people. And community is so, so important for support, especially when you identify as something like bisexual and pansexual that gets a lot of hate from both the straight and LGBT communities. And like Alex talked about earlier, like he didn't have a label for his sexuality for the longest time until he became aware of the new definition of bisexual and it, it can really help you feel like you have a sense of community and a place to talk to people and and just support in general like just knowing that you have a community there to support you i think is crucial especially when you're when you're talking about sexualities that are not as well accepted like you were saying one thing that a lot of people who don't like labels call themselves is fluid, and sexuality has been proven to be pretty fluid in a lot of cases. And by fluid we mean it is not concrete. Bisexual people will tell you that some years they're more attracted to feminine people and other years they're more attracted to masculine people. Side note, this does not mean that bisexuals can't be monogamous, it just means when they're seeking new partners that that tends to be what they look for. We call it the bicycle. And so fluid actually does fit under Robin Oak's definition of bisexuality and the one that we like to use. Hetero and homoflexible. Which, if you know about the Kinsey scale, it goes from zero to six. Zero being completely straight, six being completely gay. Heteroflexible is like a one or a two. Homoflexible is like a four or five. But bisexual... The definition actually accounts for people anywhere from one to five. And it actually ends up being quite a lot of people. There's this misconception that bisexuals don't exist, but we actually that make... That we just need to pick a side. That we just need to pick a side, yeah. But we actually make up 52% of the LGBT community. There's a lot more people who are in between than you might think. And that, that as far as any recent studies, it, it seems to show that that number is only increasing. Especially in young people. More young people are identifying as bisexual and pansexual, especially pansexual. Just gender doesn't really matter them in attraction. And it's really, really great to see people starting to identify that way in high school and realizing that, yes, bisexuals and pansexuals is, exist and that it doesn't take them until later in life to realize it like it has for a lot of the people we know. We should also talk about bi-curious. Bi-curious is an interesting one. Bi-curious most often means that you haven't had any experience with more than one gender, but it's important to note that while bi-curious is a valid way to identify if that's how you want, that just because you don't have experience with more than one gender doesn't mean that you can't be bisexual. 
Right. Omnisexual is another term. Omnisexual is so, so close that it, to pansexual that it's a little bit... Superfluous? Superfluous, but it's also another valid way to identify if that's how you want to identify, if it fits you better. Let's go back to talk about queer a little bit. We touched on it, but I know this that this term can confuse some people. Let's start by acknowledging that, yeah, it used to be a slur. It still is a slur in many cases, and some people don't feel comfortable identifying that way because it has been used in such a negative way to describe them. One thing that people do with slurs is they identify themselves that way to take it back, to take away the power from the people using the slurs and give it to themselves. Because if you call yourself queer, then other people calling you queer isn't as much of a hurtful thing to hear. Queer is also an umbrella term. And queer basically can mean anything LGBT+. While queer is an umbrella term, gay is not an umbrella term. Oh my gosh. I really want to stress this. I have seen this so many times on the internet and in... Mostly from gay people saying that it's an umbrella term yeah and really honestly saying it's an umbrella term is just a way to erase bisexuals it's not that much harder to say gay and bisexual people when you're talking about for example chechnya and the horrible things going on there you can't just say that it's affecting gay men and say oh well it's an umbrella term no it's affecting gay and bisexual men and the reason that we feel so strongly about this is because bi erasure is already such a huge problem. Bisexuals are left out of so many conversations that apply to them. Not all gay people have done this, but the majority of gay people have fought to exclude bisexuals from their spaces, from their communities. So saying, oh, but it's an umbrella term just so they don't have to specifically talk about us when they've worked so hard to exclude us doesn't really sit well with me at least yeah i i'd agree with that queer bi polysexual all umbrella terms gay not an umbrella term that's all we have for today so thanks for listening to getting by with alex cook and cody Cote. we'll be back next month and we'll be talking about biphobia bye bye